If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Good evening, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids of all ages. Welcome to a Hobby Hotline Overtime. I am your engineer, Brad Bethude, a.k.a. your Texas card dude. We have the lovely and the talented Ryan Nolan with us. How are you doing, sir? Good. How about yourself? I am better than I deserve. Thank you. And Miss Suze, how are you doing this evening? I am good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Family's doing good? They're doing great. My son is still awake, but, you know, well, that's an issue we'll deal with in the morning when he doesn't want to get up for school. So. Yeah. Is he going to run into the room and, and uh, take stuff or is he just yeah. going to? He's in bed. He, oh, okay. He's in bed, but uh, he's—I was walking in here, and he's like, "Mommy, come lay with me." And I'm like, "Nope, sorry." Although that sounds very enticing. <laughs> yeah, if it—if it was me, that would say that means play with mommy. If it says not to do it. <laughs> well, it's—it's it's been kind of a quiet week. Kind of a quiet week. I know there are some topics that we wanted to cover. Uh, let's let's. Let's start with uh, what we were talking about. Begin with uh, uh, talk with uh, Andy Ducks out. <laughs> Ryan's having difficulty with his uh, with his uh, internet connection, so we'll just jump. We'll jump to number. We'll jump to number three, and then come back. The we've got the baseball lockout. I wanted to talk to you about because it looks like Susie, it's going to extend into spring training and possible spring training ball. And we haven't yet heard a definitive opening day, but uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting if that actually happens. Um, especially with you being with tops. I mean, series one's already been purchased and signed for and, and already getting ready to go out the door. I'm going to guess the same thing with heritage, but you've got, Tribute, Sterling, and Chrome. When does this really start affecting the the actual like later rounds and people's interest in baseball? And and do you think Wander Franco can actually hold enough interest for everything? Because we've been anticipating these cards for a year. Yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, I literally just wrote about it this week for my card chat newsletter about the lockout and like what possible effects we could see, and you know. I, I don't think the effects will happen immediately. You know, people, because because the thing is, essentially at this point, everything is sold. Everything they've solicited for the, essentially the next like four or five months is sold. You have, you know, the dealers, you have the distributors, they've all purchased their, their product from us. And so that, they're okay in that regard. And this also happened in 94. In 1994, because um, New York Times did an article in 95 about this, you didn't really start, they didn't, the companies, and there were six companies at the time, not just one, you didn't, they didn't start seeing the effects of it either until like late 1994 into 1995. Like early 1995, you know, dealers were not buying product because the interest was gone. Like people weren't interested in baseball because there was no baseball because of the strike at the time. So now with a lockout, if it's prolonged and it starts like going into the actual season and there's no opening day and we miss months of baseball, you could it will see the effects will start to trickle down later in the calendar year because you need sports you need it yeah. to happen like people get excited for spring training you get excited for opening day and that excitement translates into people wanting to buy cards if there's no sports it's this is like and, and this is not like no sports pandemic then there's nothing else to do so let's go crazy and go buy all the cards we can in the world this is hey, things are lightening up. I can actually go out and do things. It's the summertime. Let's go take vacations because we haven't done that in two years. There's going to be a lot of things now you're, you're going to be like in competition with. And I think if it prolongs, you're going to see all things affected in the second half of the year for tops. Yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, so I just got back. I don't know what happened with my connection. It's been pretty bad today. 
But my big concern also is like with people losing interest, we already had the shortened season two years ago where they only played 60 games and we saw the effect on that um, what was happening. But in general, I think people are starting to get interested in a lot more other sports. I mean, baseball always dominated the hobby through 50s through 70s. Like sports like basketball, no one really cared about. The hockey market was there, but obviously like baseball was the dominant sport and football was there a little bit. But nowadays football and basketball dominate and baseball is kind of third right now overall, at least in terms of modern vintage still baseball is king. So I think if we ended up losing parts of the season or majority of the season, you're going to continue to see baseball slide down for a lot of people that are collecting today's cards instead of vintage. Yeah. And I, it was interesting because like that New York Times article that I, I read from 1995, one of the things that like it specifically said was like from dealers is that they saw more people jumping into basketball cards and collecting basketball cards. And like, obviously it's only been growing since then. And like you said, and it's not just basketball, football, like soccer has been emerging as like a huge sport for collecting. Um, F1 has like its niche, but it's very popular within like a certain, a certain segment. Um, and then with Panini taking over WWE, I think like where some, they'll make some big splashes in the beginning. You're going to have a lot of people who will probably end up collecting other things and not like, okay, if, if it's not baseball, it's okay. Cause I could, I, I can buy other things. Yeah, I mean, there's a great comment in the chat. There's always there's a lot more competition for the collector's money now than there was in 1994. That you've got that fact with with baseball. I mean, if they don't watch it, they could be number four very very quickly. And then you've got just what happened in 1994. I still know people that don't watch baseball since '94. They can't really afford to have another prolonged lockout or, or strike or whatever you want to call it because there's so much there's so many more options i mean we didn't have cable tv back then there wasn't this great big huge espn like 24 7 news site i mean we didn't have that back then so now we're yeah i mean another great point another another thing too people don't think about is what happens in like 10 15 years for some of these players that would have hit milestones let's say uh, 3,000 strikeouts or 3,000 hits or 500 home runs now that they've lost 100 games two years ago and they're going to lose X amount of games now. I mean, if they lose another full season of their career or of their primes, I mean, people like Acuna and Soto or Tatis mm -hmm. that are young, performing well, they lose 160 games. That could be 40 home runs, the difference between four fifth or 460 and 500 or 560 and 600. We're going to lose those milestones. Well, and also think about it, player incentive contracts. So if you if you if you subtract games, does that affect the, the bonuses, the potential for bonuses? I mean, there's there's a lot here at stake. Not only and I'm a baseball guy. I I'd, I'd spend 160 or 86 games at a baseball stadium if it was close, just so I could you know, so I could sit and just relax and watch baseball and do do anything because it's three and a half hours. The game, the games are long, and you can sit there in the outfield, eat a couple of hot dogs for dollar hot dog night, and do whatever you need to do while watching the game. I mean, it, it's just a long, a long season. They're in trouble. They're in trouble, and I, I really hope that it doesn't, it doesn't go into the season. But think about what happened. And I was just talking about this with with John Newman earlier. Think about what happens if they shorten spring training again, when the, in 2020, all the injuries, all of the injuries and all of that, do they really want to go through more surgeries, more, uh, more rehab, more, I mean, you can't get, they need that time period to get themselves in shape. You can't just jump in and start running and catching ball. I mean, you could swing it back, but you still got timing that you have to get down. And even then, if you're if you're trying to work on different things, and then you've got new coaches, you've got new new systems, you've got new players and chemistry. There's just a lot more to think about here than just just games or just entertainment. There's there's a lot involved. And then you know, Ryan, think about prospecting. Think about the prospects and, and the side of things. Yeah, which it's funny because the baseball hobby right now that. People put more money into prospects than Hall of Famers. People make money literally looking for the guy that's going to be in the top 10 
rather than who's going to make the Hall of Fame. It sounds so backwards, but that's where a hobby is. Everyone's chasing the next Acuna, Soto, and they don't care about the players like Miguel Cabrera or Robert Pools who put up legendary numbers and are finishing off their career. Yep. Well, I want to say real quick, I want to say hello to Mr. Chris Harris. I want to say hello to Rich Klein out there. We've already said those back pages. Good, good evening. Good evening to Mr. Nathan. And Rex is, is listening while he's getting ready to uh, pick up Max. So if Max is listening by now, hello, Max. Hello, Max. And then we've got Mr. Greg and at 70s Card Show. We've got all sorts of people here. We got Tom. Thank you for joining us, Tom. And we've got Mr. Kevin Jones. Thank you, Mr. Jones. We really, really appreciate it. And this is an interesting comment. Baseball hasn't really been relevant since the 2001 World Series. What do you think about that, Ryan? I mean, I was three years old, so I can't really comment on that. Thumbs <laughs> down to that World Series. Three years old at 20. Wow. I don't, I don't, I, I remember a little bit about 2001, but not a lot. Not, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I can't, I can't tell you about 1990s or 80s baseball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, World Series. Nobody wants to remember that one anyway. I hear you. I hear you. No plans to buy any 22 baseball anytime soon with everything going on. That's interesting. That's interesting. And then Fanatics employees might put on uniforms. Ah, there you go. There you go. Entertainment. Come on. And what is it? Replacement baseball? Send in re- the replacement baseball yes. players. I'd, I'll be a good catcher. <laughs> no cross the picket line. Come on. I have other options. That's, you know, that's really key that, you know, other options to put money into. There's, there's, and there's products still coming out fast and furious. I mean, there's, there's foot prisms, not even out yet for football. I mean, there's, there's products that are, that are pushed back from the pandemic that people are are just clamoring for. It's, it's not a, it, yeah, I, I I hear you. I, I could ramble. I could ramble. This is one of my, my touch points here. And I've got a table that I keep banging with my foot. So I apologize for the gong. That's not for me and for anybody else. It's just I keep banging my foot. Uh, every time we switch topics, gong. I hear you. I hear you. Well, speaking of uh, topics, before you uh, your internet went out on you, we were getting ready to talk about eBay authentication. Um, and you were mentioning something about the cards sliding out or something like that? Yeah, so I saw a video. Is I think yesterday, Neo Cards and Comics posted it, and there's already people getting some of the eBay authentication going through. Someone bought a Marvel PMG. They opened it up live, and the card was already out of the card saver with the eBay authentication side of things. So it's slipping out. The packaging isn't fully correct, or it's getting loose during transit. And that might be an isolated incident, or there might be more. I know the program just rolled out, so we'll find out probably over the next week or so. Well, I know that that they are are working working on it, and that's why it's a free service right now. But we already have an authentication service with with PSA and Beckett and all the others. I I, I guess somebody's help me out here. I don't understand why we need another authenticated service that we have to send cards through for other delay to get eBay. I I, I, I don't understand. Do we need this? I don't know. We, we do for like marketplaces. And the reason why is like anytime you load up like 1986 Fleer basketball on eBay, there's more fakes than there are real cards. And like anytime I go on there to try to find fake examples of 86 Jordan, eBay is littered with them and people are spending thousands of dollars like even the most obvious fakes someone will put on there, like estate sale find or garage sale find, don't know, un- unconfirmed authenticity. Please look at pictures. I don't know. And people will spend two, $3,000 on these cards thinking that they're going to get a 10 Jordan and they're getting counterfeits. And not everyone that buys those cards know about grading. They think they're finding a great deal. They're buying a Michael Jordan rookie. They're going to buy it. They're going to put it in their box and people have been scamming on there. And there's more than just the Jordan cards. Happens all the time with the 33 Gaudis as well, both Gehrig and Ruth. Happens with the Leaf 48, Jackie Robinson. I mean, there's so many examples out there. And having that 750 threshold, I think, is a bit high, but it's a good starting point. I 
know they said they're going to go down to about 250 mm -hmm. towards the end of the year and take a look at everything, including the slabs and the autographs as well and patches, which I'm really happy about because there's been so many fake slab variations that have been passed through now. And I, I have a feeling that some will eventually leak onto some of those marketplaces. I, I can understand that. And there's, Tom made a, makes a great point, you know, uh, will make buyers be, feel more confident to buy raw. Should be an option that a buyer can. I think that that's a great point that, that if the buyer wants to do that on their side for confidence, what do you, what do you think about that? So if, if you're buying a card on eBay and do you have, would you like to have that option of, of sending that for authentication before you, you receive it? Yeah. I think that's the, one of the biggest like uh, sticking points for me is like when I'm trying to find a card, you know, to buy, um, the fact that, you know, it's like, do I buy graded? And I'm talking about like older cards. I'm not even yeah. talking about modern cards. But like, do I buy graded because, you know, that comes with that sort of like confidence that it's a real card? Or do I buy something that's raw? Like I was dealing with this just last week or the week before when I was like, do I buy? It was like a 93 Jeter tops mm -hmm. gold hologram. But at the same time, like the hologram is uh, like kind of helps out to, with like making fake cards. But it's like. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if it's trimmed? What if, you know, it's like there's all these different little things about it that, like, do I trust a raw card or not? I ended up buying a raw card anyway because I didn't feel like spending money on, like, the graded version of it. But at the same time, like, yeah, I think it's something that lends peace of mind. That was one of my biggest – before the pandemic, I literally never bought anything on eBay. I hadn't bought cards on eBay in years just because – it was the same thing. It was littered with like trimmed cards, fake cards. And like, I didn't trust it. I personally rather would buy them in person because like sometimes something could look good, but even the feel of a card is very different from like a real card to a fake card. So I bought, I bought most of my cards at card shows. I'm lucky enough that I had, even at the time I had card shows around me. Um, so I think it's something that, you know, is certainly welcome. I wish they would lower the threshold and I know in time they will. Um, 750 still very high for a lot of, people a lot of just like you know collectors they might spend a couple hundred dollars but 750 is like pretty high at this point yeah what what would be your threshold ryan what 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 how low would you go for that so the, the problem with like having a specific threshold is every time you lower even from like let's say 250 to 200 now you have all those cards that are in that mid-end range and mm -hmm. I don't know how much CSG can come through their facility right now. The turnaround time is one to two days, but I mean, if you bring something down from 250 to $200, that might be thousands upon a thousands of cards going through that facility every week. And now that time goes from two days now, possibly to a week or two weeks. So there's that imbalance An ideal or like perfect world. I think a hundred dollars is a pretty good threshold uh, under a hundred dollars. There will be some counterfeits and fakes, but but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rex makes a great point here as well. eBay should put their efforts into cleaning up the fakes and misleading listings. So this is very, you know, I, I, I sell on eBay. I, you know, I'm, I'm on it every single day. 
I can, I mean, I can tell recommended specifics when somebody's taking their time, when somebody's not taking their time. Um, what, how difficult do you think it would be for, for eBay to clean this up? Because it's been a problem in the hobby since you've said you, you, you didn't buy anything from eBay because of, because of it. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to like cleaning up the actual listings, I think what you can do is like flag certain keywords, right? Like Mm -hmm. there are things you see in, in listings that pop up regularly. We as collectors know what they are. It wouldn't be that difficult for eBay to sort of make a, like um, sort of like not whitelist it because you don't want to whitelist it essentially, but make a, like a list of like, okay, if something gets flagged, like, you know what, this needs to be reviewed for us to actually publish it. Yeah. And then Rex again says, says, take care of the problem on the front end instead of adding another layer to the post-sale process. I think Rex, you, you could do both. I think you you need to do both. They, they are the leader. They are the, the gorilla. They are, you know, they should, they, in my opinion, they should be spending effort on both sides. And I'm really interested to hear what this, what this butt was there, right? <laughs> Sorry. So we're talking about how it's going from, 250 or downwards but like every 50 or 100 dollars now you have thousands upon thousands of cards that are going to go through csg's facility and the turnaround time right now at least ebay is saying is between one and two days but every time we lower it down that could really expand from two days now to five days 10 days or more and people want their cards in the mail that fast so an ideal world on 100 dollars because i feel like most higher end fakes let's say like a jordan or a Gretzky are going to go over a hundred dollars and then they get flagged obviously at that facility. But realistically, I think two fifty will stay around for quite a bit. The one thing I do want to see, and I'm not hundred percent sure eBay is going to be checking this or CSG is, are the alterations on cards because you could have a real card. It is authentic. For example, 1971 tops card, authentic card, but someone could take a black Sharpie and color it in. And now it looks a lot nicer. So are they going to actually label it? Like this card has been altered or not? I don't know. Yeah. And it's, this is a very interesting from long fly ball. Who's going to pay to do this? How are they, get, are they, how are they going to recoup the cost to do this as a seller or as a seller? I don't know. Yes. It's another fee, but you know, you kind of have to bake that in as a buyer. I don't know. I, Suze, would you be willing to, to pay for, to make sure that it's a hundred percent authentic or, or what? Well, one, how much would it be? And yeah. If that's the case, like maybe I don't want to set it to see, you know, it's like you're not giving me the, the option to use the grading company I want. If I'm paying for it, then I need to use the authentic, you know, the authenticity company that I would prefer to use. Maybe I would prefer a PSA. Maybe I would prefer a BGS. Um, so if that's the case, like if you're going to give me the option, then give me the option to use who I want kind of thing too. Like, don't just make me spend money on, I always get it wrong, CSG or whatever their name is, um, which I have, no issues, I have no issues with them. I don't. I don't have any problems with them. Um, but it's sort of like at the same time, like PSA and BGS have been in this game a lot longer. Like, who? why would I trust somebody else over them? I know. And, and look, I know who comes with them, too. I know their pedigree. I'm, you know, but that's, you know, but that's not, this is me talking. Like, you, what about the collecting like people as a whole, like the hobby as a whole, like how, how do, how do, how do I know like who CSG from like just some other like alphabet soup, like company out there? Yeah. yeah. The ABCD EFG company. There you yes. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it, this is an interesting theory. My theory is that they will raise fees across the board to absorb this. They're going to raise fees anyway. It doesn't exactly. Matter. I mean, <laughs> they're going well, to they keep jacking those fees. They already have it for watches and sneakers. So who's getting charged on the watches and sneakers? That'll tell you exactly how they're going to implement it. Yeah. Well, and then the back end, you know, I, I feel well, I've, I've said this. I'll continue to say this. The eBay PWE, I expect, full well expect it to be a dollar, dollar ten before it's all said and done. So I, I, I full well expect fees to be incurred and raised and it's just cost of doing business. And then it's going to get to a point where the market flips. So, uh, you know, 
it is what it is. You just you just learn to either absorb the cost or roll it into or do what I did. My other theory is, which is card shows are going to become more popular. And Ryan's going to get to go to more card shows all the time. <laughs> I don't know if I year, though. I hear you. I hear you. Um, that's an interesting. Yeah, there you go, Chris Harris. Chris Harris has got it down. Start it, Chris. There's your next. There's your next project. A B C D E F grading. <laughs> all three letters. So that stands out already. <laughs> all right. I hear you. You know, and if you're trying to index that for Google, that's a pretty good index. <laughs> um, that's an interesting and uh, kind of a side. We didn't mention this, but I want to ask y'all a question because y'all have been y'all y'all have been doing this just a, ha- a hair bit more than me. Uh, I one of my theories is that people are going to start selling more and more and more at card shows, and card shows this year we're going to get more card shows, and we're going to see more people at card shows, and we're going to see more people at um at at just buying and selling at card shows because there's so because of the fees because of everything else because of these delays because of because of i i think that you're about to see an explosion of card shows for this year and in quite possibly the next could you see that happening and if so could that be could could that be the next wave for lack of a better phrase so i already think we've already seen that explosion back when i went to card shows as a kid there was like one card show at least local to me in florida and it was at a flea market it was all like dime boxes quarter boxes there's few higher end cards there and they were dead it wasn't like the card shows of today now there's two three four card shows every single week in florida including some large shows, which are 300, 400 tables. Years ago, there were big shows in the United States, obviously like Chantilly and Philly and the National. But look how many shows that have popped up within the last year or two years that are now consistently 300 to 500 tables. It feels like there's one every two or three weeks that our people are going to. No one in the past also recorded card shows or made vlogs about it. Today, we have that. So I think that explosion has already happened. I do see a lot more people going into card shows to selling their items, but one thing I've started to notice already this year is a lot more dealers saying they will not accept any online payments. They're cash only to avoid taxes, which mm-hmm. I completely agree with that um, because no one's going to go to a show. I, I wouldn't say no one, but a lot of people aren't going to go to a show and bankroll a few thousand dollars to pay for a card. And some of the people that are doing this that are saying cash only have five figure cards. So they expect someone to bring out $10,000 in cash or $20,000 in cash. Holding that much is just dangerous. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, I live in an area where I'm very fortunate to have card shows all the time. So like, I remember, Ryan, you don't read enough card blogs because there was a year where I, where I was literally going to a card show every single weekend and doing recaps on, on, on our old blog. But um, um, again, I, I could literally go to a card show every single weekend at one point. Um, now I have the options of multiple card shows where I live. Like, And there's places that are hosting card shows that never did before. Um, so you, in just my, again, in just my little like driving distance, I'm not even talking about like traveling around the country to go to different shows. Um, I think the explosion of card shows happened within the last like six to nine months. Once like lockdown started like easing up a bit, you saw the explosion of card shows. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not surprised about the cash thing, like with all the different rules now with taxes and like, everybody's going to get like. 1099s or whatever they are for anything above $600. I'm not shocked at all that people want cash. And look, the reality is cash is king. It always has been in this hobby um, and it, it, it's going to continue to do that. Yeah. I I guess I'm kind of jaded because I, I do have the Dallas card show here that I go to every single time it's on. And I see the, the, the huge deals. I see the cash deals on, you know, I see those unfolded. So that's another reason why I'm sitting here thinking about the online payments and the cash options and that I, I see both and I see both sides to the argument. So I, I'm a little lucky and jaded if I go to, if you know, I would attend the East Texas card show uh, and everybody would take payments. And we were, we were talking about the Austin card show and everybody would take payments. I just can't see why you wouldn't 
take a, I, I see both sides. I see both sides. I see both sides. And then, you know, cash rules, everything, you know, cash rules. And then, you know. Back in my day, I'm going to pull one of those. Back in my day, when I was going to card shows every single weekend, it was actually rarer that somebody took an online payment. Like you yeah. had to bring, you had to bring cash. There was mm -hmm. nothing. There was no other way to get cards. And if actually somebody took an online payment, it wasn't PayPal. It wasn't Venmo. It was like, oh, here I have a, you know, I have the Square on my phone app that was like a brand new thing, and people actually use it. And again, those were few and far between. So you either brought cash and you got to buy the things you wanted, or you were just there to look around. So that has changed significantly over the years, accepting more online payments. But now with the taxes and anything above $600, whether you're getting it through PayPal or Venmo or whatever other like cash app that you use, you're going to get a, you're going to get a tax form at the end of the year and have to justify to the IRS why you just took in a hundred thousand dollars at the card show, you know, at the card shows throughout the entire year and you can't do it. And so, yeah. Cash is a way to, to a way to hide those transactions, and I cannot be surprised that more people are doing that. Yeah, this this has been this has started just a little bit. I want to go back to to one of the comments. You know, serious dealer, best to be legit. Collect state sales tax where required. Pay income tax on any earnings. Um, I've heard I've heard both sides of doing it and not doing it. I'm going to recommend because I I I do to do it. And I also, also tithe on that. So I'm also, I'm, I, I do that as well. And good evening, Michael Ham. Good to hear from you. And then 1099 comments. One of the things that I thought, and this is, I was thinking about this, Kevin made this comment, you get a 1099 and it's 27% of your profits wiped away. What about a 27% discount on a cash deal? I mean, it, have you seen the, you know, Okay, cash is X price and card is Y price, you know, like you do some of the other purchases. I mean, have you seen that? I mean, you tra you're traveled, Ryan. Have you seen that? Not yet. I mean, people prefer cash over PayPal, but I haven't seen yet dealers go, if, oh, if you pay cash, I'll take off extra, but they're going to stay to their price right now. Yeah. Well, and Chris says this, good luck trying to carry all that cash into a flat. You could go, there's banks everywhere, Chris, and I, you should see like the, the cash money that's being thrown down at the Dallas card show. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's all flash and it's, but yes, people do carry that kind of cash in the, for the Dallas this card show. Bigger deals in cash on some of these tables sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's insane. Yeah. And good luck. Good evening, Logan. I just got finished listening to y'all's podcast on the way. I just spent four hours in the car driving to Austin. So yes, I did have, I did listen to all of your hour and a half podcasts. So um, let's switch topics. Let's, let's talk about uh, the Wander Franco super fractor, the, the Trevor Lawrence RPA NFL shield that got pulled out of the same shop. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The same, the same shop? Come on, man. I want to know who's, who, who's been giving those, that shop hot boxes, what I want to know. And, and what did they do? How do I get that sent to my house? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the wrong address, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, parlor city cards and collectibles. Uh, Trevor, Lo- just one of these cards being pulled at a shop is is almost getting hit by lightning. But to get hit by lightning twice, I mean, how rare is that? And how the how rare? But let's flip the side. How awesome is that to have that that distinct and to see that there? That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. What? What are your thoughts on both of them being pulled there, Ryan? Both of them. Especially in the same week. I mean, that's so much publicity for that shop. I'm sure they're really happy. But at the same time, now if you're a customer, you're like, man, all my boxes from now on are going to be dead. You're not going to be able to live up to that hype once again. Yeah, I know. Suzanne, there's a there's a reason why I'm, 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 I'm talking about this. Because uh, I did talk to Mr. Newman. And... Uh, uh, what are your What are your thoughts on on these cards being pulled at this shop? I felt like I said this to John at the time too. I felt like um, it's like the lottery in the sense that the card shop, other than the publicity, like they should get something out of this. Like they should get some kind of like reward or bounty mm-hmm. for being pulled in their shop. So like you know, in in the lottery system, when you sell a ticket and somebody hits, you actually get something out of it. Like your store gets something nice out of a big winning ticket. And yeah. in this case, like he pulled two and it's like, cool, but what do I get? <laughs> I got the card sale, great. I got the box sale, but that doesn't equate to like what those cards are going to sell for. And, and uh, I got, you know, cool. I got like some pub, pub online and stuff, but it's like, I feel like they should almost get like some kind of bounty reward for it. Did they get to keep the box toppers and did they send them back to tops for damaged cards? That's what I was. <laughs> uh, but you know, Andy Strong, owner of the shop, I know that, that, that there was a there was a conversation with John about it. And then this is, I I don't even want to see the ten ninety nine on those. I don't even want to see the ten ninety nine and the fees. I I don't want to know. I don't want to know, Rick. What what is what is something like this Trevor Lawrence one of one RPA NFL shield go for? I mean, good grief. Are we talking six, seven, eight, nine, ten figures? I mean, holy cow, that's crazy. I mean, I don't think it goes more than the Joe Burrow. Like Joe Burrow's in the Super Bowl. And his what did it just sell for like five sixty or something like that? I forget which one sold for five sixty at Golden. Um I think it's lower than that. So you're probably still looking though at a six figure card. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see, there was another comment in here and I would say, hello, David. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Uh, there you go. 26,500. Okay. There you go. That worked. And then did that shop try and take the cards back? <laughs> and then donate it to the boys and girls club. That was a good one. Uh, I mean, I, I, they're, they're really, I mean, even the Wander Franco Bowman's best super frack, I've never even seen or sniffed of a super, I, I, I think I'd probably start shaking if I ever like even had the chance to even touch one of those cards. So I've never seen the Bowman super fractor of Wander Franco at the national in Chicago a few years ago, but it was a lot cheaper back then than it is today. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that would just completely blow me away to even like have, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'll give you a suit. My wife and I were in Vegas sidetrack story. Wife and I were in Vegas. We were walking around the shops and uh, we went into a watch shop. We were just, you know, hanging out. I thought she was looking for herself and I went off looking at, I can't remember what I was looking at. She, uh, had the the uh, clerk pull aside a, a watch. She goes, hey, honey, come here, come here, come here. And she said, put this on. So I put it on, 
And, you know, it's a nice watch, but, uh, you know, smaller wrist. The thing was like, looked like a great big, huge, like silver dollar on my wrist. And I go, that's a nice, that's a pretty nice watch. She goes, yeah, it should be. It's about a million five. I'm like, take this off me now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and I couldn't even, t- I'm like, I don't even want to touch it. Just take it off. Just I probably with the super fractor do the exact same thing and be like, I don't want to hold it. I don't want to drop it and break the slab. I just would, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Because the Jags and Rays, spot price will go down. <laughs> uh, hey, there's Jenny Miller. Hello, Miss Miller. How are you doing? How are you doing? Let's see. Rex, most shops sell plenty of boxes of good profits. They don't expect anything when our customers pull a big card. I'm just thrilled they become loyal, repeat customers. You know, that is, there is a lot to say about that. There is a lot to say about that in, in, in that generating that good, that goodwill in that community. But I don't know. I kind of, I, I kind of agree with you, Suze. I think, I think like, even if you put like a picture up with the great big, huge poster and says tops, Wander Franco was pulled here or something like that. That'd be, that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, I think people like that kind of stuff, you know, like, you see it too when like the lotto like seriously like you see when the lotto gets huge like people will go to like past places where things got hit because they think it's lucky so i think you could get the same sort of like marketing going for like oh the wanda franco and the lawrence rpa yeah ryan you look like you're gonna say something oh i was gonna say that's something fanatics should probably implement then oh yeah i that would be that'd be kind of cool that'd be kind of cool i'd like that um, hey, hit, you get your allocation increased. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> then it definitely is rigged. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. There's I did see kind of kind of like off so off card subject, but you know, it, it, we were talking about auctions a little bit earlier where AB's glove that he tossed into into the stands is going to be at Leland's. Really? Yeah. I as a, as a collector, would you have any interest in this whatsoever? I, I don't know. I, 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 because there, we're now seeing stuff like that pop up. There's people that would spend good money on it just to show it off because it's kind of like a cultural moment when he did that. And people were always going to refer to that moment in three, four years from now. Like, can you remember Antonio Brown doing that? And then someone will spend enough money where they show it. I mean, people spend millions of dollars on pretty much JPEGs right now, just as part of the meme. So I think the same thing applies. Yeah. What do you think, Suze? Yeah. I mean, for me, no, no. But like, if it was something of like my guy, like one of the people I collect, I probably would be into it. Um, And I agree too. Like if like, if it's part of a cultural moment, you'll find lots of people who would be definitely into something like that. Oh, this is a this is a great idea. This is a this is pro- I, if I were going to call this like a this is the comment of the night right here. Donate the proceeds to a mental health cause. I, that's that's cool. I really like that idea. I really like that idea. But I mean, and then if you think about it, we're on the subject of auctions. You've got Michael Jordan's full ticket from his debut now going out there. Tickets are becoming huge. They're becoming really, really huge. I mean, who would have expected? Susie, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. No, I was saying I was just saying they're hot. Yeah. Why? I, I mean, I understand, especially with with everything going mobile. But do you see this just gaining more momentum and more momentum? And I, you know, where where do we do? You, I guess Wander Franco's first professional game coming up and does that do we now go prospecting on that and do we go for, to you know second cards and their second game third game i can see from like the olympics sure or finals or super bowl what do you think right people already are going after those first game tickets even in spring training like i go to florida shows obviously people are selling the first ever hit of Wander Franco from spring training. They've seen those at a few different tables that were people were selling that. And I see on Facebook groups and discord groups, people selling tickets all the time. The market's really, really heating up. And it's just not just sports. It's also non-sports as well. Like 
music people are putting crazy money into. I know someone that sold Kurt Cobain's last concert ticket for well into five figures. Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing, like, how many people kept their tickets from going to a sporting event or a music event? You know, like, they end up, you see them on the floor leaving concerts and shows, like, they end up in the garbage. So it's like not as many have been kept around from, like, a historical moment. I personally have kept all my ticket stubs, so I have ticket stubs for every game I've ever been to, which is quite a lot. Um, but not because I was like, man, I sure hope these could be worth something one day. It's because, like, I like, for me, it's about, like, the memory and the nostalgia mm-hmm. of it. Um, but then even now, like these days, it's so much harder to get a physical ticket. So it's like, it's going to be harder to get a Wander Franco, like for his MLB hit ticket, because like now everything is digital and it's on your phone. So you have to go like to the box office and personally like request a ticket if you want to get one. So they're becoming even more rare because of that. Well, I do know in past games, at least for the Rangers, because I've done this before when Nolan was, was pitching. If you had, if you had the mobile ticket, you could go to the box office or, even if you, even a couple of days later, you could buy, you could call, and they could print those tickets up. But I, just, I was just curious. Like, I don't know. I, I see this, this, I see this growing and growing and growing, and I'm like, okay, where does it stop, or does it? Do you start digging out old tickets? The, I didn't even know about the Kurt Cobain one. I mean, do we do we start doing movie tickets? Do we start doing you know premiere for movies or, or something like that? I didn't even know about the Kurt Cobain. Yeah, people are doing that for premieres of movies now, too, getting those purchased. Yeah. Like, you see Star Wars ticket stubs, like, from, like, the original showings and that kind of stuff. Like, it's it's kind of cool that people kept them. Um, hoarders are finally, like, it's paying off for them. I just, because my father passed those, Dolly on them, my dad passed, and we're going through some of his stuff, and I'm like, Dad, what do you and it's tickets and like stuff, this kind of stuff, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Dad, why, why? But you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's all sorts of stuff that you could you you're like really, and then ten, ten, <laughs> Jenny, this this is typical Jenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, bet you like, could get like a celebrity. Oh, sorry. So I bet you could get like a celebrity who got a speeding ticket, and it would go for tons of money. Like you, you could, you can find that somewhere, and somebody will pay a good amount of money for that. Get a oh, slab. I, yeah, yeah, and then you know, it's, again, same thing. Because if you think about, it, and what's really is, you got parking tickets. They have to have, uh, they have to have all the the all the information for parking tickets, all the information on speeding ticket. They there's checks. We I mean, people collect canceled checks. They so, go for a lot of- yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen Ty Cobb and, and Stan usual. I mean, I've seen those signs, John Wayne. I mean, I've seen those checks. So why not go back and, and do other, I, I don't know. I just interesting to me that, that that market's just heating up and I'm just, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Golden has a uh, a Beatles check signed by like McCartney and, and Lennon coming to auction. Oh wow! This week actually, you reminded me when he said that. So with with gold, do you get to actually like the watch? Going back to like, do you actually get to like hold some of these items every once in a while, or do you just get to like? drool on them from afar or like um i don't work in the office so i generally don't see them mm-hmm. um if i worked in the office and i needed them for a specific reason then i would then yes i'd be like but i would need a good reason not, not to just like caress it you know i would need a reason <laughs> to actually like hold you know to do something with like the last time i was there no uh, one of the few earlier when i was there i was like working on a 1952 top set so like oh i had all the entire set so that's kind of cool to me right like it's like Tops. Every single card was there. The mantle, the Robinson, like everything was there. So it was, it was really cool. Um, so in general, if there's a reason for me to do something with it, I would have the opportunity to touch it or hold it. But like you or like you said earlier, I'm more of the like, if I don't need to, I, I don't even want to go near that thing because God forbid something happened. It's not going to be on me. You know, like, thankfully that those things don't happen. And we have very careful people who work there. But I'm very clumsy, so I'm not the one, you know, like, don't, don't, don't bring it near me. 
Well, no, you already were blamed for everything at Tops. We don't need, you know, we don't need everything blamed. That's why I don't work in the office. Like, don't even, they don't want me near there. <laughs> don't even put me near anything. I'm like, as far as away as can be. Yeah, I, I just had a note. We were talking about just oddball. Th the Wagner, the ripped Wagner going for 475, 475 plus thousand dollars. I mean, there's another, there's another deal for just going, uh, just going for a different money. I, I just don't like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, it's unique and goofy. I, I actually thought it was interesting. Yeah. I, so, liked it. I thought, sorry, I thought it was cool too, because it was like the serial number on the PSA label was also two. Like zero 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 two, so it was like one of the first ever cards, like authenticated or graded by um, them by by PSA, and I actually thought that was really interesting as well. Oh, look, Jenny, there, here we go. Yeah. Oh, well, there are vaccine cards that are signed by Aoki that are slapped. <laughs> we brought him to the Osway Card Show. He had a stack of them. There's like ten or fifteen of them that he signed, and Got him slide by PSA. Wow. Interesting. I mean, I, I guess just our hobby is just different. So why not? And we've got a caller here, and I'm going to bring him on because he's a he's a long time, yeah. first time. Mm. He's a, he is a veteran. He is the original, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. The oh, what is going on? It's an honor to have you on. Yeah. Uh, just – you got to keep the ego down a little bit, you know, you don't want, you don't want, you know, next time I go to a college show or my college shop, like destroy it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind, sir? Uh, I don't know. Probably like the Super Bowl or like what you were just talking about, the COVID card getting graded. Mm -hmm. I just find that silly. Like, are you dead? that desperate enough to make money that I have to like grade a card about a virus. <laughs> you never know. You yeah. Never know. I, I mean, I mean it, it's, 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 it's going to be a world history event. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's our, it's like one of the very, like, I think the, the, the force of many. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's going to be one of those like huge, moments and times in history i mean the world basically shut down so i i could i could see that yeah. I, I could see that what's one of the other things that you would like to to have like we've talked tickets we talked covid what's something else that you might want to have like collected or anything like that we talked movie tickets uh probably like abandoned stadium pieces like probably something from like the Astrodome or like the Silverdome. So have that have, have it like because I know what uh, NASCAR had a a a podcast episode where they were talking about what you could cut and put into a relic. Yeah, or what you could put into so something like that or actually yeah, having it graded. Like, yeah, maybe graded. Like if I'm gonna grade something, it might well be something like very unique, and I feel like. One of the more unique things would be like abandoned stadium pieces. Like I don't really collect graded stuff, so how should I know? They yeah. have available for a lot of different stadiums. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that there are still Texas Stadium seats yeah. that are still around, and you can get pieces of Texas grade Texas Stadium AstroTurf. But I didn't know what else. Yeah. That here you go right here would have been brilliant to slice up the silver Metrodome Teflon roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the I like you know like the like the foam part you know like the the actual silver part. Not like not like the you know the gal we like the like the actual like the top of it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. The 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 material part yeah, of it. Yeah, the material part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That no. like the hefty sacks from the from the Metrodome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a it, it's jerk. Sorry, <laughs> it's my husband. It's fine. It's, he's, 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 he's oh, what they don't already do that? Yeah, they did. I think that's, that's what the joke is. They did yeah. that. I think with Manny Machado's uh, signing. Oh contract. yeah, I remember that. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, it depends. Also, I think in what tier one. 
Yeah, they had the dude, the pen relic. So, yeah, leave it, leave it to him. That's all right. That's all right. Let's have him call in. If you want to, please call in. I will make sure that you get on the screen. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tops did Lewis, Lewis and Clark Trail relic cards. Genius idea only required dirt from the. <laughs> they also did the um, the balloon boy relic that Mike Fruitman had the um, the like the parachute in his shop and they sold a piece in the Ginther. Does anybody remember this? It was like the balloon boy, but he was really not in there and it was like a whole big hoax thing. Yeah. 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 I, I think, you know, seeing, seeing like the people in the comments, they would probably know that. Don't they have like Santa relics and Tops Holiday? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, like stupid Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, I find it, just it was a it was a great conversation and and I'm gonna say it because you you, you know the, it was a great NASCAR radio conversation about the the and I agree I'm gonna put this up there I'm gonna leave it up there yeah. too. Uh, what parts of a car would you like to see made onto a relic? The gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did. They took. Uh, you see dirt now from the stadium, so you could see. I mean, I could see like different parts of a car, like a piston, or uh, you know, the next gen. The, the next gen cars are about to race. You yeah. know, how about the how about the winning next gen or the pole next gen car being made into relics? I I don't know. I just it, hmm. again just difference. Fuzzy dice. I don't know. Like, well, fuzzy dice. There you go. Oh, yeah. But I'm going with the fuzzy the dice. Fuzzy dice. Oh, the air freshener. Like, you know, one of them got to have an air freshener in their car, <laughs> like the tree. <laughs> oh, so we're going, we're going south. We're going south, but that's okay. That's okay. Oh, one more. Oh, wait. Are we still going on? Like, yeah, we're on. Before, we're on. I, yeah, I mean, before. I'm not going to leave. We, I'm going to be there as long as I can, but. I want to get the, my Super Bowl prediction in. Go ahead. I'm going with Bengals by a field goal. 32-29. Bengals. You want to call when the field goal is uh, – is it a last-second field goal? Yeah, it's last-second field goal. Last-second like, that, that would probably fit the season so much. It would. As crazy as this season's been, been I, it, it would completely fit. And – Another interesting thing, so on the Rams, like the high school I'm at, like one of the alumni is on the starting t- lineup. Fun fact, but moving nice. on. To that. Nice. Very nice. What's your prediction, Suze? You want to give a prediction? We got five minutes left. It's going to be a, an amazing halftime show, and that's all I'm watching for. Don't care about the games. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the halftime show, too. This is this is going back to like my era of music, so like I'm very excited for the halftime show, and that's all that's what I'm watching for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm rooting for the bagels, as my son calls them. Um, so bagels, nice. Bagels. <laughs> very nice. Oh, I might go into national. That's what uh, sports car nation wants to know. Not this year, but next time it's in Chicago. I only do it when it's in Chicago because it's close to me. And like, I like I usually spend the summer for like trips, you know, with my family. And it's already, it's already good enough to like go there. But maybe if I care enough, I, I can go to like the Chicago Sports Spectacular. Mm-hmm. That that would be nice. And maybe I'll go there once I get my driver's license. There you go. There you go. Ryan, you got a you got a prediction for the Super Bowl? Honestly, I'm a Bucks fan, so I don't really care who wins. But I think the Bengals will end up winning. And for the hobby, I- oh, he, no. he said he said Bucks. He just got to go. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> How do you respond to that? Fourth time on the show today. <laughs> Okay, so so uh, you said you go for the Bucks. I, I I won't delete you, but go ahead. But yeah, I'm from Tampa, so I have to go with the Bucks, no matter what. If they were in the in 
playoffs, but obviously we lost. But I think the Bengals will end up winning. But it'll be crazy to see how expensive Burrow prices go after he wins, and then to watch the nosedive as like a week or two after goes. Yeah, you know, you watch how much hype there is going to be from people offloading all their Burrow stuff, and then two weeks later, down fifty or sixty percent. Yeah, how much do you think it'll drop that much? I think it will in the offseason. You know, it wouldn't be the worst hype I've seen this year, other than that terrible Breacher Report article. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, look, the only two grading cards I have are Andrew Benatendi's, <laughs> and that was one the Is players that the mentioned. Where, like, he was like, oh, 10 people to collect? For yeah, 10 people to collect. And I was like, what, I was like 30, they, what is going on here? 30-year-old prospect. <laughs> Yeah, 34-year-old. Yeah, like a 35-year-old prospect. I'm like, does this, does this person understand yeah, I, collecting? I'm like, what's going on here? What was the baseball movie with like that pitcher that was on the like age 40, came to the major leagues? Oh, man, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. They just debut against the Rangers and shut them out. Yeah. <laughs> Play for the Rays. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm trying to remember what, the, what it was, but one of those type things. Yeah. It was actual Phillies, like a Phillies prospect. He was like 40-ish. Aaron Ruff, right? Isn't like that? That was that who it was? I couldn't remember his name. I think that might, that sounds about right, though. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to go, and I'm going to go home team here. I'm going to go with the Rams. I say home team because Stafford is a is a, is a Dallas kid. So, Highland Park, Dallas kid. So, I've got to root for the Dallas kid. And then Von Miller went to school in Allen. So, uh, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta say, I, I would really, I think it would be really cool for yeah. Stafford to get his his. Uh, Stafford his, should get MVP if the Rams win. And then I don't bond Yeah, Mike drop, I retire. <laughs> wow, that's 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 what I'm hoping because that that dude's gotten beat up so much Dude, over his career. I just you know if you play. That retired. Yeah, if you play for the Detroit Lions, you should get like a National Medal of Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. I mean, he just got killed. He just got killed. So yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. For, for yeah. is, is 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 and if if Burrow wins, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me at all because we go Super Bowl without Mahomes or Brady. So yeah. That's that. I'm just really happy for that. Yeah, no, the definition of I want both teams to have fun. Yeah, yeah. Just no, no Mahomes, no Brady. Just a, a nice, good Super Bowl, and no, yeah. no. The only thing that would be better is if Jack, Janet Jackson were on stage for the halftime show. So, yeah. well, oh, any final thoughts? We're up on the hour. Hmm. I just hope. Stafford, that this isn't the only Super Bowl Stafford is in if he win, if he doesn't win. I hear you. I hear you. And yeah. Hopefully I get to come back here one day. And it doesn't take like two months for me to get back one. <laughs> no, just come on anytime. Come yeah, on anytime. I know. You're, you're, you're I know. more than welcome. You are, a, you are not only are you the O, you're an OGO. <laughs> So, Ouch! <laughs> that's my dad joke for the week. So I will I will leave it at that. I will leave it at that. I I, I do have to put this up for this is for Val for later, and that's an inside inside deal. Um, hobby hot time, hobby hotline overtime. We appreciate you spending your evening with us. We really really do. I I, I just I, I can't say it enough. There is no hobby hotline without y'all um we greatly appreciate y'all coming on we so appreciate everybody and your support and your love and your well wishes and there is no show without you and i i, I really really do appreciate it um anything else ladies and gentlemen otherwise i'll i'll, I'll close this out no have a All good right. have a good rest of the week have a great week y'all i'm gonna hit the button and uh take care all right, thank you for listening to another episode of Hobby Hotline, the live interactive show which takes place Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and now on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. As I said, they are live and interactive uh, on YouTube and Facebook. 
And uh, you can follow us uh, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Just uh, search Hobby Hotline. We'll come up, give us a follow, like, and subscribe. And you'll be notified when we go live. You can call into the live show, come on the screen, uh, talk with us, uh, give your opinion, or ask a question. And we really do appreciate that interactiveness. I want to thank all involved with this show, all social media content creators. Whether they were on this episode or not, I want to acknowledge uh, all those folks. So in no particular order, we have Suze from Cardboard Chat, Car Chat, Stephanus45, Jeff Dinson, John Newman from Sports Card Nation, Hobby Quick Hits, Drew Herndon from Let Me Get That Potograph, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, from NASCAR Radio, we have Val Mars, Logan Ward, and Jason Martin. Women of the Hobbies, Sam Shuford. Stale Gums, Chris Harris. Texas Card Dude, Brad Bethune. One Million Cubs, Bo Thompson. Uncle Rich Klein. Adam Palmer from Heroes for Sale. From YouTube, Baseball Collector, Mike Moynihan. Ryan Nolan from Breakout Cards. Upper Decks, Chris Carlin, Hobby Life's Brody the Kid, and you, whether you watched us live, called in the show, or downloaded the audio. Without you, the show doesn't exist. We appreciate you. Thank you, and we'll see you soon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.